Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. On today's episode, we are back to game day as Michigan State takes on Minnesota tonight. We break down that game, and we look ahead at the way-too-early top 25 rankings for the college football season. And last but not least, it's the worst-kept secret from the last week as finally official. Four-star receiver Jeremy Bernard commits to Michigan State. <laughs> Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are we doing on this beautiful Wednesday, Spartan fans? Uh, I, I, okay, well, I was going to say I'm doing great, but I, I could do without the nine-degree weather over here. But other than that, hey, we're doing quite dandy because, well, it's it's game day. Michigan State is back on the court tonight as they take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers at the Breslin Center. Or if you're not going to be at the game like me, uh, Big Ten Network, 7 p.m. is where to find the game. Uh, we'll break that down really quick, but before... Just have to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This is the Locked On Spartans podcast, as I, well, hope you know by now. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, highly encourage it. Well, of course, I encourage listening to every episode. Love your support, as always. But really fun chat yesterday with, of course, Matt Coughlin, a former Michigan State kicker, the all-time points leader, and as we find out by the end of the interview, a great golfer, and arguably, or no, not arguably, I'll, I'll just say it, the most efficient running back at Michigan State. So yeah, we get into all sorts of stuff with Matt Coughlin yesterday, so go check that one out if you haven't already. If you have, hey, thanks a lot for listening. And before going any further, if you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to send all your questions, comments, concerns, yada, 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 all that fun stuff. All right, let's talk ball. Let's talk those Michigan State basketball Spartans. Uh, Not the first time we've seen Minnesota so far this year, as of course uh, you might remember. The the old comfortable 75-67 win on the road where Brown, Walker, and Hall all scored 15 points. Very balanced game from your Spartans, and also Joey Hauser. He added on 10 points as well to make it four Spartans in double figures the last time the Spartans and Golden Gophers met. Michigan State shot very well that night, 47% from three-point range. Whew, that's nice. And Minnesota did not shoot very well from three-point range, just 26% from three. Since then, what's been different with both teams? Uh, Michigan State, and luckily, not much has changed. They're still rolling right now. As a matter of fact, maybe things have only gotten better uh, because the, the one big difference I could tell from that late December game is that Max Christie has started to find his shot ever since leaving the barn over in Minneapolis. Uh, so, hey, it's looking good for Michigan State. Let me take time to knock on further. Uh, and Minnesota, since that game... They have played five contests since meeting the Spartans. They rattle off three wins, but then two straight losses as they head into tonight's game. 
Those three wins, they, they beat Michigan by 10 points. Uh, they beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi pretty good. And they also took care of Green Bay. But then, uh-oh, one of their games got postponed. So that meant there was a two-week break between games for the Golden Gophers. And they re-entered Big Ten play by getting clobbered by Illinois and also most recently losing to Indiana by 13 points on Sunday. Last time we saw the Golden Gophers, they were a team that really just played six guys. <laughs> That's pretty much still what they do, though. Uh, yes, they had to cut into their bench a, a little bit against Illinois. Uh, that was mostly due to foul trouble and also when you're down 20 points. Okay, let's maybe just give some guys a few minutes here or there. But really, in the end, it's just still the same core guys that are playing. And uh, it's also the same team because they also take care of the ball really well. But despite taking care of the ball really well against Illinois and Indiana, they were doomed by their own three-point shooting as they shot 20% in both of those losses. Uh, it was really kind of reminiscent of the last time Michigan State played Minnesota. On paper, of course, you know, different nuances within each game. But in the end, Minnesota, last time they played Michigan State, just three turnovers. Incredible job at taking care of the ball. But, like we said, 26% three-point shooting. Eh, it didn't do them any favors against the Spartans. Overall, from down deep, they are still at below average for the conference. Not by much, but below average for the conference from beyond the three-point arc. Shooting 34%. They really seem like a boom or bust team. Like they're going to be a team that'll shoot like forty-three percent from three, or they'll shoot twenty percent. It's very difficult to find like a game where they just shot average from three-point land. Uh, Michigan State too has the second best three-point defense in the conference. So hopefully we can get another game where their opponent shoots twenty or so percent from three. So yeah, Michigan State's got the second best three-point defense in the conference. Well, who has the best three-point defense in the conference? <gasps> oh, no, it's Minnesota. Would you look at that? Obviously did not matter the last time these teams met as Michigan State. Also, like I said, shot 47% from three in that weird barn of theirs. But, uh, hey, you know, maybe uh, this is the time where Michigan State gets popped from the Golden Gophers defense. I hope not, but eh, who's to say? Uh, since that first meeting between Minnesota and Michigan State. This is going to shock you, but uh, Minnesota didn't grow at all. They are still a small team, to refresh your memory. Their tallest guy is six foot nine, Eric Curry. Now, that didn't seem to matter that he was considered the smallest guy, and they're not physically imposing, because Curry had a season-high 18 points in this last meeting. But Minnesota... Their height really doesn't help them on the boards. Uh, they were out-rebounded 52-26 against Illinois. And eh, that late December game against the Spartans, uh, Michigan State took care of them on the boards, beating them 44-29 in their last meeting. So, of course, I wrote a section down. Three things that you want to see. But it, it's it's all the basic stuff. Let's, like Keep the three-point shooting up, obviously. Uh, rebounding is going to be key. The second chance points and all that fun stuff, it's, it's all the basic stuff that you want to see when your team is playing at home against an opponent should take care of. But more so, what I really want to see and what you really want to see, and I think everyone's thinking the same thing. If you could see one thing in this game, what is it going to be? It's A.J. Hogard having a strong bounce back game. 
like we talked about after the Nebraska game, if you tuned into that episode, because this will be a familiar sentence I'm about to say. But I struggle to think of a game this year where A.J. Hogar just played fine or just played average. It's either he's played really good, borderline great, or he's played at a level where it's like, uh, 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 uh-oh, <laughs> oh no, that's, uh, oh, oh, A.J., what's going on here? And sadly, that game against Nebraska, it was one of those times. Seven turnovers, really should have been eight. Uh, missed a late travel call there, but if he could find... Some comfortability against the Golden Gophers. He had a weak break since that game against Michigan got postponed, if not canceled. Maybe that'll be a nice reset button for him. Now, for the rest of the team, I'm not concerned about the week-long break. They had a pretty long break before the Oakland game. And they played, I think, one of their best games, if not the best game of the season, against Oakland. They were clicking on all cylinders. So hopefully, this week break doesn't do any damage to Michigan State, who is, is on a roll. Uh, to start Big Ten play this season. BartTorvik.com has this pegged as a 75-65 to 65 win for our Michigan State Spartans, so that would just be fantastic. You guys know me. I, I like zero drama with my games. If every game can be a 50-point blowout, would it be boring? Absolutely, but would it be awesome and healthy? <laughs> oh, man, my life would be so much better if every game was like that. So that is what we are looking at. We will be back tomorrow after the game. With a post-game breakdown, we're going to have Sam Martin back on. He joined us earlier this year to break down a game. So, yeah, we're going to have a guest on to help talk what happened in Spartans vs. Golden Gophers Part 2. And we're going to switch up sports. Next break, we're going to take a look at, uh, well, the rankings headed into next fall. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right. It's New Year's, and uh, if you're like me, you've probably made a resolution to be more fit or eat a little healthier, and Built Bar is going to help us with that plan, guys. And ladies, excuse me, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, it says here in the ad copy, but if you ask me personally, I think it tastes better than a candy bar. Uh, They make it easy to stick to your resolution. So not only does it taste good, but they are loading you up with the power you need for your workouts. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, just compare that to a candy bar that has like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Or compare the taste to your other protein bar that you're trying to choke down every single day, where when you bite into it, oh my goodness, that there's just sawdust everywhere, and I'm just trying to convince myself that this tastes anything remotely like a, a caramel cookie power crunch or whatever ridiculous flavor you guys are eating. I bet you they can't beat the flavors of Built Bar, like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, mint brownie, so much more, guys. Check them all out at Built.com, but also use promo code LOCKED15. That's all one word, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. One more time, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get your Built Bars. Also, get some cash back in your wallet with the GetUpside app. Hey, guys. It's Matt with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on that first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. 
Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back is added right to your account. You can cash out anytime with your bank account, PayPal, or hey, do an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands that they have to offer. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. One more time, that's code SCORE on the GetUpside app. And before getting into football, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sadly, as you are listening to this, it is uh, one of my least favorite days of the year. It is Tuesday after the national championship game. And it's a sad day because, well, we got to wait quite some time for football to return to the field. Uh, but that's not, uh, not going to stop us from bantering about football. And while there is still the whole transfer portal, there's coaching changes, there's still another signing day, uh, or just the mystery of what's going to happen in spring ball, the summer, injuries, all that good stuff. Um, if you think that's going to stop media outlets from having a top 25 ranking for the upcoming college football season, you're crazy. If you think that's going to stop me from talking about said top 25 rankings, well, you are out of your mind. Let's get into the two early rankings for the 2022 season. I have got seven publications that have made top 25 rankings. And, well, when Michigan State wraps up the year at number nine in the AP rankings, you can count that you'll see the Spartans' name time and time again in these little too early rankings. Uh, that's I, I have to stop myself there. I catch myself doing this time to time. Uh, just really appreciating what on earth Michigan State did this season. MSU ended its season at number nine in the AP rankings. Rewind a few months. We're talking about, well, can MSU climb over that Vegas over under of four and a half wins, five and a half wins, whatever you got the number at. What would mean a successful season for Michigan State? I kept saying Music City Bowl would be delightful. The Tax Slayer Bowl sounds awesome in Jacksonville. New Year's Six Bowl champions, number nine in the AP rankings, 11-win season. Holy smokes, sometimes I just got to stop, smell the flowers, and enjoy it. Okay, enough about last season. Let's talk about this upcoming one. Like I said, seven publications, and this is where Michigan State nets out here. Sporting News has them ranked number 15, uh, the third best Big Ten team in the rankings. A lot of these have Ohio State at number two, if not number three. And then most of the time, Michigan is anywhere between like five and seven. But there's some variance here. Sports Illustrated has our Spartans at number 11. Athlon Sports has Michigan State at number 10. ESPN has Michigan State at number 10. Fox Sports has Michigan State at number 10. Now this is where it gets fun. Bleacher Report has Michigan State at number 8, and they have Michigan State as the second best Big Ten team, only behind Ohio State. If you think number 8 was good, <laughs> well, perk up your ears for this one. 24-7 Sports has your Michigan State Spartans sitting at a cool number 7 heading into the 2022 season. Second best Big Ten team in their rankings, only behind the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow, okay, that's uh, that's a lot of love for Michigan State, but 
Understandably so. Now, of course, being the podcast host, I gotta play both sides here. I gotta be a devil's advocate. So allow me to, hmm, maybe wonder, is is top 10 too high for this team? Don't worry. Don't, don't, don't pause the podcast just yet and never come back. We're gonna talk about why they are a top 10 team. But for now, for conversation's sake, maybe Michigan State might be a little too highly ranked here. Uh, let's just... I've cut to the chase here. You guys saw how the run game went without Kenneth Walker in a Michigan State uniform in the Peach Bowl. Uh, Michigan State really, 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 really struggled to run against Pitt uh, on that beautiful December 30th night in Atlanta. Now, I will say that Pitt has a strong run defense. They, they did all year. But also, far cry from where we got with Kenneth Walker. Um, and, uh, that's, that's pretty much <laughs> the, the biggest reason why I think Michigan State might, okay, a uh, little worried about that. Now, of course, the secondary is also a big issue too, but let's talk about why Michigan State deserves that top 10 ranking, and let's start with that secondary too. Uh, Sports Illustrated puts it quite bluntly in their little write-up. Let's face it, the secondary can only get better. Uh, Michigan State had a not good secondary last year, and they still banged out 11 wins. They still won all the rivalry trophies that were on the table. So yeah, that, that's it's it's kind of like if you want to go back to basketball, Michigan State's uh, season outlook going into this year. The point guard play couldn't get any worse going into this year. Okay, well, next year for football, the secondary quite literally can't get any worse. So that's some upside right there uh, for for more. For more sunshine on next year. Oh, hey, Jaden Reed. Oh, you're returning. Xavier Henderson, look at you. You're returning. And we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet because this broke over the weekend. Jarrett Horst is returning as well, which to me, that was a surprise. I did not expect to see that. But yes, the left tackle is returning and it goes hand in hand with the run game and, of course, keeping Peyton Thorne upright. But the offensive line is going to be the the answer as to whether Michigan State is going to continue their greatness on the field or take a step back this season. You return a guy like Horst, that's massive. Quite literally and figuratively, that is massive. You're also returning young guys like Peyton Thorne, Cal Halliday, Malik Carr, if you throw Keon Coleman into the mix as well. And you also brought in some dynamite Defensive transfers in Chris Boggle, Aaron Brule, Jacoby Winman, and to flip it back to the offensive side of the ball, Jalen Berger. There's still a lot of transfer portal season to be had as well. So it, Michigan State's not done just yet. So yeah, it's overall, do I think Michigan State should be a top 10 team going into next year? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I mean, am I looking at this with green stained glasses? Yeah, I, I might be, but, you know, based on what these seven outlets have, I don't think that's too far <laughs> to to wonder. And it was also a common refrain, too, uh, on the internet after the Peach Bowl, and an accurate one, too. I believe Justin Thind voiced this as well. Uh, th- it will be Mel Tucker's second, like, least talented team last year. Like, his teams are only getting better through the transfer portal, through recruiting. So you add more talent to these teams. Who's not to say they, they can't be a threat for double-digit wins every single season? 
All right, guys, we're not done talking football just yet. We're, we're going to meet you on the other side here of this here break. Uh, but first, of course, just got to talk to you about NetSuite. This is it. It's the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, oh no, oh God, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see that full picture, you, yes, you, need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system for growing your business with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses, 93% of surveyed businesses, that's a big number, increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new finance program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked. For this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, it's netsuite.com slash locked. If you're one of those sick people like me that tune into recruiting a little too much, if you're on the message boards, or if you listen to this here podcast, thank you, uh, you'll know that the, the Jeremy Bernard saga was probably one of the worst kept secrets uh, around town, around the program, if you will. Uh, for If you're new to this, a little bit of backstory. Jeremy Bernard, he was a Washington Husky commit, four-star receiver per the two, sorry, the 24-7 sport composite, a top 250 player in the nation, and the number 33 ranked receiver overall. Okay, he's going to the Huskies. Uh, well, Maybe not, actually, because his position coach that recruited him, Junior Adams, he took a job at Oregon. Okay, so now the coach that he signed up to play for is not at Washington anymore. He is released from his NIL and last Friday... On Twitter, D commits from Washington. And, well, okay, where's he going to go? Is he going to follow Junior Adams to Oregon, or is he going to head to sunny East Lansing? Uh, you know it by now. He, uh, yeah, committed to the Spartans to uh, help Michigan State's 2022 recruiting class. Um, I, I laugh a little bit because, yes, he did tweet out on January 7th that he is decommitting from Washington and reopening his commitment. That that may or may not have been sent while in route to, to, to East Lansing. This was a kind of a foregone conclusion that the staff felt really good about their chances to get Jeremy Bernard to the program. So yeah, it's uh, it worked out. Uh, needless to say, it worked out. And hey, credit to Jay Johnson, the the coaching staff for recruiting him. But also, as you may have already known by now. Fellow 2022 commit, quarterback Caton Hauser is childhood friends with Jeremy Bernard. So yes, if you are not sick of the Peyton Thorne, Jaden Reed storyline of, oh, these guys are high school teammates or middle school teammates, uh, buckle up for four or five more years of that with Jeremy and Caton. So, uh, and, that, and that's welcome too, because Jeremy himself is one hell of a player. Like I said, four-star kid. He is rated as a .9143 on the 24-7 sport composite. And just for a little bit of reference, 
That makes him the number two ranked player in Michigan State's class right now. Right behind, once again, Kaden Hauser. He's the number one guy. This also means that Michigan State now has six four stars in the 2022 class, which is as many as they had combined in the last five classes. So massive, massive get for Michigan State. And, you know, this isn't the first time you've talked about Jeremy when the, the water's starting to boil and you think that things are going to happen for Michigan State here. We had Justin Thindon of 24-7 Sports to talk about Jeremy, talk about his recruitment, talk about how he is as a player. And after we hung up, I mean, me and Justin kept talking off microphone, and he said I could share this as well, but he, he thinks that maybe Jeremy still isn't even rated high enough because Jeremy committed to Washington very early in his high school career. I believe it was his sophomore year. And after that, well, there's no real need to go to all these camps and everything where a lot of these kids get rated at. So the powers that be that rate and rank these kids didn't really see Jeremy a lot. They kept him at you know, his four-star ranking, the .91 ranking, but whew, man, that is some nice film he has. Uh, gets off the line very quick. He's got a, a pretty good build on him. Six foot two, 195 pounds. Fast, fast kid. Great breakaway speed. So, yes, this is uh, definitely a kid that you could be excited about. And also might be able to contribute a little earlier uh, over there in Henderson, Nevada. A little better competition than you would get out of a, 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 an incredible athlete but still a raw project guy like Keon Coleman, for example, who, yes, did get some run last season, but at the very end, still took him a little bit to get on the field because he's still learning the ins and outs of playing the receiver position. Jeremy might be a little more polished. Now, with that said, there's a little bit of a logjam at receiver. You got Jaden Reed, you got Keon Coleman, you got Montori Foster, you got Trey Mosley, but hey, man... Six foot two, 195 pounds, four-star kid. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a handful of reps at the position next year. So definitely an exciting commit for Michigan State. This bumps Michigan State into the top 20 for recruiting class rankings as well. They're at number 17 right now, and they're also at number four in the Big Ten Conference. Jeremy's commit had Michigan State jump Indiana, who's having a pretty good recruiting class themselves. Uh, and now Michigan State just sits behind in the conference, of course, number one ranked Ohio State. That goes without saying. Number two ranked Penn State and number three Michigan. So Michigan State, this is definitely the best recruiting class they've had in quite some time since the 2016 class. We know how that one ended. Uh, so, hey, you know what? Can't get any worse than, yeah, positive vibes only. For the 2022 class, I'm going to assume this is it as far as big splash commitments. Yes, Trevante Citizen is still out there. And just like we talked last week with Justin Thin, that's a guy that you're hoping uses his last official visit in East Lansing. But he's got some suitors that also want to use him for his last official visit he has. Um, we're competing with Miami as well. So, yeah, hey, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now... It's time to celebrate the uh, Jeremy Bernard commitment. Uh, so welcome to East Lansing. And yeah, don't don't you dare. Don't you dare think we're done with the, hey, this quarterback and this receiver have been buddies since middle school because, oh yeah, uh, these will be around until uh, 2026, it seems to be. So, all right, guys. 
Uh, hey, thanks a lot for listening to Locked on Spartans. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. And you already know this. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to break down the Minnesota game. We're going to have our guy Sam Martin on to help us talk about Michigan State. And also just what else is going on with the rest of their season as well as hopefully, hopefully, they start Big Ten play undefeated. So, uh, again, thanks for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right, guys. Locked on Bets. It's your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your Roy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, let's enjoy the game tonight. Love you all. Go Green.